we with our tradition and spirituality and all that uh, technology is only now coming after so yeah. like spirituality is dangerous that's what we do look at it as you know <laughs> oh every God, time yes. i posted i had like so much anxiety these dopamine hits like it's not it's not uh, it's not healthy, it's not healthy yeah. for us at all oh what am i going to eat next oh i need to go to my nice five. Oh, i need to you know yeah. so people aren't really thinking and i'm, I'm just like everybody wake up wake up <laughs> Welcome to Get Off the Internet. So today's episode was actually filmed about two months ago when I was in Ghana and I first had the idea for this podcast. It didn't even have a name at that point. But when I first met today's guest, we ended up having an amazing conversation about Afrofuturism and YouTube. And we also exchanged writing, our writing with each other. She sent me an Afrofuturistic short story of hers called Nome, which is the Akan word for curse. And I was just blown away by her talent. Like she does not hold back. Today's guest is Audrey O.B., Audrey is a writer and content creator from Ghana. She is an alumnus of the Kane Prize Workshop for African Writers, as well as the HQ Amplify Fellowship for African Content Creators. She has also self-published two books, and she has her own nonprofit organization called Inkit, which um, aims to promote literacy for young Ghanaians. And she's also currently attaining a master's in creative writing from Iowa University. So yeah, Audrey's accolades are insanely impressive, especially for someone so young. And it's such a joy to see a young Ghanaian writer fearlessly pursuing her passion. Please don't forget to support Audrey. I'm going to have a link to her socials down below. And yeah, please also don't forget to support this podcast by liking, commenting, subscribing, and rating and reviewing. Without further ado, here's my conversation with the lovely Audrey. I like social media stalked you. I, I took the liberty to social media stalk you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone does it, right? No? I do. You don't? I, I mean, I don't. No, okay. I don't know. If it's, if it's necessary, I guess. Like, I guess it was necessary for you. Okay, because, like, yeah. Because I'm about to have this conversation. But, so. but, like, don't you, like... Okay, like, at least when you first follow someone. Oh, I mean, I need to check. Because I feel like, uh, without asking you, your pages might answer some questions for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, when you have a crush on someone. Don't you... Have I done Like, that? social media stuff? I have. You have, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I was social media stalking, and I was like, wait, what? She's, like, self-published two books. She... Hey, how she, much did you... She, how like, much did you go and She find? found it. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I dug deep, okay? All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I read your bio on Instagram. Oh, oh, my link tree. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's public. Yeah. I'm not that creepy. It's I'm fine, creepy, but fine. I'm not that creepy. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, but that makes me nervous also, because it's like... Like, if you've read that, then maybe you're expecting that oh, I have so much to say. Mm. Yeah, and what if I do? Well, I feel like what I have to ask you mostly about is your story. I feel like I'm gonna butcher the name. What story? Nome. Nome. Oh, okay. wait. Okay. Where did you see that? You sent it to me. I did. 
Oh, oh, Audrey. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because not, not, not out anywhere. So I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. Because okay. I'm not, it's not. Okay, actually, it's, it's published. I just haven't even received the book yet. And it's not really out. Yeah. Out so I don't know. I feel like as writers, like being asked about stories we wrote, that's probably like the easiest questioning or maybe but like okay you see i'm gonna try okay yeah <laughs> anyway so so yeah so first of all i would just like to hear like what was your first memory of the internet your first experience with the internet and and all that jazz this probably wasn't like my first my first um like experience with it but then one of the foremost memories that comes to me is like in my time <laughs> in my time when we were in like jhs there mm. about um, so, used to so be JHS, these, that's junior high school. Yeah, that's okay. junior high school. So I was like, how old was I? Like 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14, yeah. Um, around that time, my generation, like we had these WhatsApp groups. I think it was on, yeah, it was WhatsApp. WhatsApp was there, was, was there around that time, I think. What yeah. year was it? Yeah. Like 2014, yeah, 2013, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we used to have all of these WhatsApp groups and like it would be groups of popular kids or people okay. who were trying to be popular at least ah, okay. uh, from different schools right so you had like people from private schools from elite schools you had people mm. from from let's say some government schools and stuff and we had all come together in these groups and like everybody would write these long intros so we used to have these like you'd prepare your intro and like paste it somewhere in your notes and your intro like like, like this is who i okay exactly so it's like name this nickname mm. this hobbies this favorite color this like all of those things and it would be very long it would be extremely mm-hmm. long so everybody had that kind of intro so like mm-hmm. you join a new group and everybody's like oh welcome who are you and then you post that mm-hmm. intro and it just seemed to be i didn't quite like that time of my life okay i mean i liked it then but looking back at it i don't quite like it because a lot of it seemed to be like this quest or search for validation mm. like everybody was just trying to be liked everybody just trying to um, appear cool and accepted to people wait so was this something that they were posting on social media or you're just talking about like, no so the, this was just like just written. on the whatsapp okay. groups okay, like, okay mostly yeah. on the whatsapp okay. groups at that time like we didn't really okay we had facebook i think a lot of us were really on facebook at that time like posting pictures yeah. and things yeah i remember being on yeah but then the whatsapp groups thing was a, was a really big thing and mm. like there were these it was very classy classist mm. sorry okay <laughs> classist, right? yeah. yeah it was very yeah, classist classes. as well because like there were these groups that were only joined by let's say cool kids and they'd put mm. sometimes these rankings on the groups like most beautiful girl whoa 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 and then they would they would just rank you oh god it yeah. was yeah it was, <laughs> and every another time like you wanted to be on those lists like of course, you wanted, yeah like yeah i think that's one really big memory like that i have of social media mm-hmm. um but aside that i think yeah like i mentioned facebook too was a really big thing at the time like i just remember everybody just trying to be liked and appreciated by people mm-hmm. and i didn't like that i don't like like that time of my life now that i think about it because i don't think that was really my true self like i was really just oh, you know yeah. like putting up a a front yeah like a front to make everybody think that oh i'm this really cool and exciting person yeah 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 i feel like in high school we're all like in survival mode and yeah i can like bring out a very weird Mm -hmm. confused Mm -hmm. side of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah 
Okay, so then, so how how did you find YouTube? Like, what led you to YouTube? Oh, and okay, so that's fast forward a lot of years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's because, like, what we're talking about was, like, me being around, like, 14. I hadn't even entered senior high school yet. Okay. Um, so then fast forward YouTube. I think I started YouTube uh, during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was, what, 2020? 2020, right? Yeah. yeah, so I started YouTube in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mostly did because I fell in love with YouTube. Like, I remember you saying that you really love YouTube. And, yeah. and I was just thinking, like, this is how I really felt, like, some years back. Like, oh, I yeah. fell in love with YouTube because I just felt like, oh, my God, look at YouTube. Like, it's a, it's this big source of, <clears throat> like, YouTube is this big source of free information and so much art mm. that everybody's creating, like, and yeah. you don't have to pay yeah. for it. Like, and you just have this access to all of this beautiful stuff that everybody's creating independently. Yeah. And I... I was like I spent all of my days just watching YouTube and I was really obsessed with the natural hair movement at the time so I was really considering like hmm should I do a YouTube um, channel like with my natural hair Um, but then I fell into this web of like learning a lot about personal development self-help and financial what do you call it financial financial freedom yeah financial freedom and things like that so I was like, you know what, since I so like um, learning a lot about self-help, learning a lot about um, best financial practices and stuff, and since all of these people that I was watching were usually not African or not Ghanaian, mm. I'm like, okay, then maybe I should do this version of what they are doing, but then make it um, better suited for Ghanaians, better suited for young people like me, yeah. better suited for Africans in general. So that's how I got into YouTube. So when I started YouTube, I was making a lot of videos like 10 principles about money you need to know and what investments should you do in Ghana, things mm. like that. And um, then I also started making like some <coughs> videos about... Uh, self-development because I was really obsessed with like always trying to better myself oh I feel that that. oh my god yes I was doing a lot of that but I think now my YouTube my approach to YouTube has kind of changed Mm. um but I guess maybe we could talk about that more later but that's how it started I think I think it did help me and it did help people at some point because like people found out a lot about um like uh, sources of income and investments mm. and things like that available to them yeah. in Ghana through my through my channel. So yeah, I'm glad I came across that. Yeah, yeah, and and I find that your videos are very like insightful and they have a lot of depth. They're very vulnerable. In your videos, like you recently released a video that was like one year of yeah, celebrating depression free. Yeah, yeah, depression free. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean by like the my approach to YouTube has changed mm-hmm. a bit okay. now. I think when I started, I just was. I, I guess that's how it is with any kind of creative work. Anyway, when you start out, like you kind of have an idea of what you want to do, mm-hmm. but it takes a while to get there. Like it takes a while to really figure out, like, oh, this is what I really want to be doing with this like crafts that I'm, you know, pursuing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. It just has kind of changed now. Also, because, like, I've been a storyteller for most of my life, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I've but I've only stuck to writing fiction. But it's only now that I'm realizing that I could, you know, like, uh, make videos that are a bit more, you know, creative and, mm-hmm. like, leaning towards, like, a certain style of storytelling instead, like, on my YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I stopped making the money videos. I stopped making those, like, self-help videos and right. stuff. And I just felt like, you know what? Maybe I should just channel my um, 
gift of storytelling or my or my love for storytelling into the videos that I'm making. Mm-hmm. And so now most of my videos lean more towards sharing my personal experiences, being very vulnerable yeah. um, with people, um, and just like documenting uh, my way of living. If that makes sense here. Mm-hmm. Like documenting let's say, the things that I'm doing, the lessons that I'm learning in life and things like that. And it's not the most YouTube success type of like way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if I was sticking to the other videos I used to make by now, I'd have made a YouTube break, you know. Because that's what right. I was going to do. Yeah. But I felt like um, if I'm trying to, you know, tell stories with my craft and be better at filmmaking and making videos, I'd rather do something that's a bit more meaningful. Um, to people and it has been very impactful for me because like I've been able to find my voice like Mm -hmm. we're telling these stories but most importantly I've been able to use the videos I'm making to make help people feel understood and heard because sometimes people come to me and they're like oh I really like this video that you made you're able to put this stuff into words Mm. I couldn't I really felt like that about your most recent video I was like the the, the, the life update oh oh right yeah (laughs) yeah I think that like the life of the one was the was the first of its kind that I've made okay <laughs> yeah. I'll probably try to make more of those but yeah mm. so yeah so I haven't been like really stable on any platform for like a very long time but like also um during 2020 I I like um I was making TikTok videos and like was okay. kind of like going like a bit viral I, I mean like nothing compared I to like really, you know all these okay, like okay, big people okay, okay. but like I'm I'm curious because like even though it was like such a fun such a fun form of expression I also found that it took such a mental toll on me like every time I posted I had like so much anxiety like yeah it it was just like like, (laughs) so so, it's not natural yeah it's It's, not natural natural, so like (laughs) like like yeah so I wanted to hear from you like is there a cost of like being like oh my god yes like (laughs) I'm an extremely sensitive person like I'm I'm a hypersensitive person like I okay same so so I actually I cannot be on a lot of because you make it look so easy oh my god you make it look like so natural if you actually look at my YouTube like it looks now that like I'm making a lot of videos but I think the the depression story that I dropped was it last month or so. Uh, yeah, was, I think it was like around a month. Yeah, ago. it was the first I have put out this year, the entire year. I oh, didn't, okay. yeah. Wow. <laughs> like I had to take a break from it for a very long time because oh my god, it's very draining. It is. It is so draining. And like, I feel like no one really talks about that. Like. <laughs> I it's, feel like in general, no one really speaks about like the process behind behind posting creating, on social media it's, or creating content. It's, it's extremely content, draining, yeah. and um, like especially with the type of videos that I'm trying to make too, because like I'm really trying to be so raw and so open and vulnerable, and it takes so much energy for me to even be able to do that, right? Mm. And I'm now you know going to try and film it, and then edit it, put it out there, see what people are going to say. Like it's 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 a lot. Yeah. And so I just like and in general with social media, with other things as well. Like if you start to be a creator, you start to put things out on social media. Now you find that you can't only be active on one platform. Like you have to try and be active on exactly. another platform. <laughs> yes, that's the most oh draining God. part. Right. Yeah. And if you're an artist, for example, like you just want to create your art and go. Exactly. But now you're an artist. If yeah. you're on social media, you have to be a dancer. You have to be a dancer. Like <laughs> or your work will be pushed. <laughs> out there it's 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 insane it's a very big cost on our minds yeah on our mental health i and like i feel like this age is not going to go away it's probably going to get worse and worse so 
what has helped me um you know with managing it and trying to keep on top of it is just to know when to take breaks from it because like this these dopamine hits like it's not it's not uh, it's not healthy, it's not healthy yeah. for us at all so like i try to take breaks um when i need to i used to be very active on twitter like i used to be a little activist on twitter mm-hmm. like i used to be very, <laughs> like, I, I feel like twitter is so big in ghana like actually i oh, think that's yeah really I, I think the well. night we met like we were at a party and like where everyone had met on on, on twitter, twitter yeah yeah yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe at least maybe in the circles that you've been in okay at maybe least, yeah, like, yeah like the more like, the circles, like <laughs> i think the circles are the outcasts <laughs> like a lot of people are very uh, vocal yeah. on twitter okay, for good cool. reason anyway because oh my god this country right? for real yeah but like even twitter i've, I've been trying to I've, i'm i've been taking breaks from it now as well because it's very draining and like we just can't be having imagine being in a room and having like a thousand people giving you their opinions like left and right yeah everywhere, like from all directions like it's it's naturally isn't gonna work like in person but that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that we subject ourselves to when we're online like we're exposing ourselves to all of these opinions from everybody we're exposing ourselves to all of these toxic thoughts and like <sighs> emotions from everyone it's it's insane yeah and like people would never say like what they write on social media to your face (laughs) i feel like that kind of leads to like a question that i have about your short story nomi maybe you can like give a summary of what what nomi is about okay fine it's so hard to summarize like when i I write something and you ask me to tell you about what i've written i usually can't i don't know but let's see i'm gonna try so nomi um was one of my first attempts at um african futurism or like incorporating or um, writing stories through an African futuristic lens. Um, so I wrote this story. Uh, okay, so fun fact. Um, do you know about the Cape Prize? Okay. Or no, yeah, I've heard or of it. Yeah. Yeah. So fun facts. Like I was in the Cape Prize workshop last year. Wow. <laughs> and um and this was the story that came out of the Cape oh, Prize okay. workshop. So wow. it was a very intensive workshop. We were like in there for one to two weeks. And then we had to write like a perfect story on demand, and it was very wait a perp. <laughs> okay, I I, I hope like, they didn't use those words. Well, no, but then like it's the campers, so okay, you true. cannot slack, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like in your mind, oh my god, I have to write like a worthy publishable story. Yeah. Within within this one week, within this like one mm. and a half weeks, right? And so yeah, so this story was born after that. So it was like, it was very torturous to write because like, oh, no. <laughs> it was not really because of the subject of the story, but just because of like the time and space within which we mm, had to write it. Like I just okay. questioned myself as a writer wow. while I was writing it. <laughs> no man, no man tells the story of this young girl um, who's like fourteen, fifteen. I don't think I really give her an age. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so she lives with her dad, and um, she, her mom is dead. Well, that's what the story says. So they live in a society where everybody has some type of um, superpower, right? Like to me. God, yeah, to me. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody has uh, to me, to me. Like, and she yeah. is like strength or power. So that's okay. why. So everybody um, has a to me. Yeah. So her dad, her dad has a to me to be able to create um, a any type of objects with the like with the iron in his blood right and oh, okay. um and, the, and 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 her mom who she had a, who she never met because her mom died when she was born um was also able to uh create things with um with her, her hair. Dreads, yeah so cool. <laughs> um so yeah so she, they live in a society where everybody has like some type of power everywhere you go except here 
Mm. Well, there's other people also in other universes anyway who also don't have superpowers, but they're very few, and so okay. they're outcast. Mm. Um, so she, uh, uh, because she doesn't have these powers, she's rather very interested in trying to find a, a way to um, use technology to simulate these God-given powers yeah. that other people have. So that's what she, co- she commits herself to. She's always learning, always trying to invent different things, and she has been able to establish her life in such a way that all of the different powers that people use to go about their daily lives, she has found like different pieces of te- technology that she has invented to do these things as yeah. well. Um, so throughout the story, we just see this representation of a very narcissistic father who's always blaming her for oh the death. I literally <laughs> felt like I needed a therapy session after oh like God. after like I don't know experiencing her yeah. father. Yeah, that was oh my God, that was well, like, that was a duel. <laughs> and so throughout her life, which hasn't even been that long like he's just been um guilting her and blaming her all the time for the death of the mom because he keeps saying that like she would be alive if it wasn't for you because she died when you were born and all that Mm -hmm. so the girl carries all of this guilt um with her throughout her life and um coupled with the fact that she doesn't have a power she just feels like like she's the most cursed person on earth and there's a lot of commentary also on god i call god Unyankupo in the story Mm -hmm. so here i'm first also exploring like the gender of god for example because this girl is always thinking King, like if all of these people have powers right like if i see my dad who's a man and he has these powers i see this woman um who has these powers i see this like non-binary person or like this um mm, yeah, gender bender person yeah, yeah. <laughs> who has these powers like it doesn't make sense to me why we call god only a man or we call god only he mm-hmm. when like if he has given these powers to everybody yeah. who is of a different gender like uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So she's always questioning these things and she's questioning the fact that God didn't make her well because why has she given everybody these powers and then um like yeah. didn't give her some of it. Um so she is curious about uh learning about her mom because every time she asks her dad who her mom was, he always shuts down, right? Mm-hmm. So she tries to develop some type of technology, some type of chip technology, which when implanted into your brain um, can uh, help you see into the life of a dead person. Yes. So she has been trying to find um, like some type of uh, bio data that must have belonged to the mom, uh, which she could use to invent the technology. Mm-hmm. And then she finds, <laughs> how, uh, how do I say it? Like throughout this um, search that she's embarking on, she comes to discover that her dad has been keeping, no, so, okay, for oh God, this is, this is so all over the place. So her dad, her dad always tells her the story of how her mom died, right? Yeah. And yeah. So he's always about te- that scene when <laughs> when she was a kid. Yeah, the birthday right. thing. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so her dad tells her the story of how the mom died, yeah. and then he's like, "You um, we call like I named you a curse because that's what you are. Because um, right when your mom died, she saw that you didn't have any power, and so she strangled herself with the umbilical mm. cord. So that's the story that she has in her mind. Like, oh my God, my mom killed herself." Like, am I so bad that my mom killed herself yeah. by strangling, strangling herself with the umbilical cord? Uh, so while she's doing this search for, like, some things that belong to her mom which she could use for the chip technology, she finds that her dad has been keeping the umbilical cord under his bed. <laughs> so when he finds... Just casually, yeah. <laughs> when he finds that she she has found it, he f- suddenly really freaks out and, like, it becomes a whole thing. But then when she's able to create the chip technology, something goes wrong because he abuses her, he throws her um, against the wall, her head hits the wall, and then like um, the chip dislodges in some parts of her brain. 
so it turns out that now she is her mom so yeah so when she hits her head against the wall and the chip is dislodged mm -hmm. it uh she's not only able to now just see into the mom's life as and when she wants like her mom's consciousness takes over her yeah. without her control yeah. with this story i was just trying to explore like a little bit of um akan mythology um with yeah. some of the things i was writing and um a, a bit of spirituality as well um I guess yeah. well, I guess that's also it was kind yeah, of like magic realism. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. really know what it is, honestly. It okay. was, but I was just playing around with a lot of these um, concepts because I felt like sometimes a lot of stories that you want to tell can't really be told in like the limited realm of realism as we know it. Right? Oh, there are sure, some things yeah. that um, are better told, um, like within worlds that are bigger than the world that we that we know, because um, mm -hmm. th some some things are like more possible <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in those worlds. So that's what I was trying to do but even though all of this was kind of speculative most of the experiences that they still had were very human because they were having this narcissistic father which is a very human experience exactly we're having this um yeah. daughter who like was battling with her sense of self-worth and stuff yeah. which is a very human experience death a human experience you know all of that stuff so yeah it's one of the few um african futuristic things i've written i try mm -hmm. to do that sometimes with my work um, I'm still trying to figure out a way to do it that isn't like so performative because um, I mean like one thing I've been noticing excuse hello me, excuse me sir hello <laughs> hey that's very rude of you I mean if you don't mind it's in your audio then we can't consider yeah why it's, not? Cool. it's nature <laughs> these things i've been trying to find a way to make it my own um mm -hmm. not to make it too performative uh because you know like there's afrofuturism african futurism and like now more than ever in a lot of media i think that the west especially is really beginning to capitalize on like the beauty of african mythology right and we are seeing it mm. in like the movies that they're making now and the stories that yeah. we're seeing published now and like they're, it's great it's yeah. great because i think right now like the beauty of african mythology and spirituality is being seen like our tradition is being seen and all of that but at the same time like it's a, it's a little capitalistic right so yeah <laughs> i think it is and one thing that we should be careful of as storytellers as writers um is that we don't like just try and jump on that train of oh my god this is what it's hot now to do right mm -hmm. um and then write it in a certain style like we should still be in touch with our um with our culture True with culture, our tradition yeah. like how it really is and be able to tell the stories those that way because we've been doing it since since like since since we're children like we're learning about anansi and things like that mm, exactly. it's not now that the west has picked up on it that is a cool thing like we've been doing this since the beginning of time okay, as we know it's yeah. right um so what am i saying how do you think that like technology like like what threat does technology have on us like, <coughs> kind of losing our culture because like as you said in in nome like you you had a lot of like kind of like homages to akan culture and it, like it was a very important theme mm -hmm. in the story but like but, do, but, but yeah, yeah. But, but yeah do you feel like like we risk kind of losing that because of technology um i don't think so i think also it depends on how we go about it because um technology is obviously not gonna go away right like it's only going to evolve <laughs> more and more and to say that um technology uh, uh, makes us risk losing all of this is is kind of like we might risk making it look like our um like our culture our traditions and things can't evolve along mm -hmm. with the evolution of technology which isn't what it is at all like mm -hmm. if anything at all like our culture is very dynamic it grows with time like mm -hmm. with the times and stuff like that 
so like um maybe i can say even with with, with the ads that we're writing and in our stories like we can very much incorporate uh both of them and like when i think about technology i think about spiritual they really seem like the same thing to me right <laughs> right like, they really are I, <laughs> I think that's what kind of what i was trying to explore with this story and i'm probably gonna do that a bit more but it's like in the story for example like all of the things that they claimed were god-given all this mm-hmm. the uh powers that they claim were so god-given she was able to simulate them exactly, in exactly yeah with technology. Like, so it's like we with our tradition and spirituality and all of that with all of the things that we know we are capable of doing because of the tradition and spirituality we have like yeah. technology is only now coming after to that's so these true things. yeah like <laughs> you yeah, know? spirituality came first it's, oh, yeah spirituality yeah. came first like all of the stuff that we already know or maybe don't know but should learn because this is where we come from like exactly. it already came first before all of this stuff did right um so if anything technology is only coming to complement it or exactly. it's only coming to augment what we already know and already have yeah right so it shouldn't really it is i don't think it's a threat to 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 us or to our heads yeah like that. Um, it, it's so true what you say about them almost being like the same thing really, i think they really are the I, same. I recently learned to drive and like as as part of the theory test we had to like you know kind of learn a bit of uh, how the car works and like just um when i was like just looking at you know certain parts of it i was mm-hmm. like what does this is kind of like like the intricacy like, of the human is just body insane. And, and i feel like I, like i actually thought like like this is like the the white man's witchcraft <laughs> right you know it, 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 it's, like, uh, like, like like people always say that they don't have like spirituality and witchcraft mm-hmm. but like yeah that's their version <laughs> of it yeah i and also like i think that um like we've all we've always had folklore like in our music and like oral tradition and the stories mm-hmm. that we're telling and things like that um and now we're seeing like our stories being retold in more like written english media and things like yeah. that and um i don't really know what to say to that like it's nice to see but i just really hope that we don't get lost in the yeah. capitalistic in the capitalism of it like yeah <laughs> like, like, i hope we don't get lost in cheapening this stuff that we have just because like we are trying to um quantify its worth with money or with exactly yeah and and it often feels like when like hollywood or whatever kind of takes over these stories they they miss the mark on like the true essence of like who africans are Mm -hmm. yeah and it becomes this whole wakanda thing like no 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 hits yeah no no shade but no shade shade on or to wakanda or anything but it's not like our, our, I was about to cut. Uh, oh, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like free. these things, these things are like things that are are serious to us. Like they're serious to us in its practice. Mm-hmm. Like these are our beliefs. These are our practices. Even if we now being so westernized, we don't practice them. Like these are things that our forefathers always like used. Yeah. This was their way of life. And now it's being told in these stories and it's making it look like, oh, black power, African power. And, yeah. Like, let's not romanticize it. <laughs> exactly. It's nice and to see, like, but it's not, ro- it's not romantic at all. Yeah. Like, spirituality is dangerous. That's what we do look at it as. You know, <laughs> you know it, speak on it. it. It's, it's, it's yeah. not all fun and games. It's not all fun and games at all. We should look at it with a little bit yeah. of fear, please. The same way we look at, like, Western, like, Christianity and spirituality, like, with a little bit of fear. Yeah, or that's Like, this so is true. what we should be fearing. Yeah, <laughs> this is not what we should be romanticizing <laughs> or anything yeah um, <laughs> okay so in Nume, mm. um you also kind of created like a new concept of time 
Oh, oh so, yeah. So, so they had like 13 p.m. and what was it like 20 something You really PM. remember the story? Yeah, yeah, I did. I um, did. I think, hmm, I think. And then there was like a 40 something day of the month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hardly remember those. I really so, got you do. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so I I want to know more about that. Like, were you inspired by something? I think or? I was because there's this um principle of trying to like it's called world build world building world building. I don't know who I heard it from first, mm-hmm. but um, I hate to say this, but like Harry Potter, for example, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was one of the biggest, uh, was called stories or like our biggest introductions like to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like there was a lot the the kind of world building there, right? Yeah. Like creating this entire world which we're trying to do, which is different from like the like um which is different from life as we know it or reality as we know it so yeah. in that time or in 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 the setting of my story as well mm-hmm. like i just wanted to play around with the concept of time um uh in the sense that like time didn't have to be looked at uh, the way we do now mm-hmm. even though like and the way i wrote it wasn't even that different anyway maybe like in real time let's say we're counting um, typically in seconds like in that one we're counting in like a smaller division of seconds oh, for okay. example um ah, okay so it's not just, that like time itself had changed it was just itself, like no time itself the hadn't really way of measuring it exactly okay, okay, i think okay. that's why i wanted to okay wanted to but like is time even story. real exactly like it's <laughs> all in a very like an entirely different which is what yeah. i was trying to do in a story like yeah. time is just it's not yeah 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 oh so many years yeah yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) um what else did i want to ask about yeah so because we were talking about like the concept of self-worth um i remember there was one part of the story where where her dad like destroys all her creations and and she describes it as like the testimonies to her self worth, yeah. and that line just like that hit me, <laughs> like like that was too real mm. for me. I think yeah. What were you going with? Like yeah. So like like to what extent do you feel like that is the reality? That like especially as creatives, mm-hmm. that I, like yeah, like what we create is amounts to our self worth. Yeah, I think I the line like all the tes- he destroyed media. all the testimonials of myself or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, because in the story, for example, like, because of how he uh, basically rained down on um, on all of the stuff that she thought she might be worth, like, the only thing that she found her worth or self-worth in was when she created yeah. these things, right? And I think when I wrote that, it was really... That part was me, <laughs> honestly. When yeah, I see, like, like, when you're writing... Like, there's a little bit of you in oh, anything always. you create. Yeah, right? it's impossible. Yeah, and not. that part of it was definitely... Because for me, I think, like, I grew up... Because I started writing really, really young. And I, mm-hmm. um, fortunately or unfortunately, started um, getting, like, a lot of validation okay. from other people because of the writing I was yeah. doing. So, I just caught on to this high, and I never wanted to let go of it. So, mm. all of the other things that I felt like... Like, this was the only thing that's writing was the only thing that i could really place my 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 sense of self-worth in uh for the longest time now it has changed anyway okay. but then I like the like thing really... that you find yourself worth in has changed or no like... no no i think <laughs> i think the way i view okay. myself like outside of the things i know how right. to do like yeah. i accept myself as myself now okay. <laughs> but then um i think it happens to a lot of creatives anyway um because sometimes it might feel like your only your sole purpose 
um to as like a person that exists anyways to create the things that you are creating yeah. right which is a good thing to uh, this which is a good way to think about the work that you are doing but then when it gets to the point where you are defining your 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 self or your worth only by the stuff you create um it can get very dangerous because like everybody's opinion is very subjective to themselves right mm-hmm. um so if you're always depending on like what other people think of your work and stuff that means that like when somebody or a couple of people think your work is bad you're going to be thinking your work is bad yeah. and in turn think that you yourself are not good enough exactly yeah. um and yeah that's is one really important thing that we have to learn as creatives it took me a very long time to learn and i'm really glad i've learned it now that I'm just really trying to find inspiration and motivation within myself although validation from outside of myself can be very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, it can be yeah. it can be really nice but I'm not going to let that define um like what I think of my work or anything because yeah. nothing I create is wasted like nothing we, we ever create is Amen. wasted right yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing we ever create is wasted even if there's one particular thing that we don't really like it's hard to come out for you to create the next thing that you think is so amazing. Mm, if yeah. you weren't able to create that shitty thing in the first... It's like writing. Like, you always have to write your first shitty draft. If you don't get your first shitty draft out, you can't get you that can't good get one out. Yeah. Later. Exactly. So nothing we ever write is wasted. I don't think that we should um, define ourselves by like, oh, this work is bad, so that means that I'm not good enough for, you know, mm, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know. It's so sad, though, because in a way, that validation is, like, what leads to, like like our livelihood you know like like that validation is what allows us to make money and eat at the same time that's the crazy like, thing so it's this constant fight between like being authentic yeah. and kind of just like selling your playing soul. the game <laughs> yeah selling, selling your soul, soul. yeah i like I, I don't think i have any any answer to that so yeah I, like <laughs> the, yeah I, I, I feel like that's just like the lifelong plight of the of creative, the creative. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i just like i <clears throat> it's not a fault too. Mm. It's just the way the world has been has been mm. engineered. Like we shouldn't be we shouldn't have to work this much or do this much to get a means to live in the first place. Like if we had designed this whole system of like money and taking care of ourselves in a very different way, people would be able to pursue their arts more. Like they wouldn't be thinking of their art as like, oh I need to like create this number of pieces so that I can get paid. Yeah. You know? Like like Ours does not thrive in situations or environments like that, not at right? All. Like yeah. I don't, <laughs> like I hate I would hate for my art to become like a thing that is feeding me. Although it can be nice to say, oh, I only I only I only make videos um, like to make money. Mm-hmm. Like it can be nice to live off of your mm-hmm. your passion, but at the same time, if that becomes your source of livelihood, so that if I don't rise and I'm not eating, then it becomes a very big a very big problem. But then also, like, what's the alternative? Because, for example, like I was working. Destroy capitalism. This yes, that's the only rich. <laughs> yeah, because, eat the rich. Eat the fucking rich. Like, like I was working a nine to five job for the past like year and a half, mm-hmm. and like I just like didn't write though like obviously you always say oh yeah find time to write on the weekend this kind of thing but like you know it never happens yeah yeah so i feel like yeah like what is yeah i don't know I, I but guess, this is as really you said, <laughs> this is really not how we're this meant to capitalism. this is really not how we're meant to live at all like i just it's think like natural. this is my theory but then i just <laughs> like i just think that's like the way 
it has been designed now it has really been designed to make a lot of us forget like what we are here on for earth to sure because yeah. if everybody is going to a nine-to-five everybody's only thinking about like how they're going to get make money to eat they'll never have time like you said they'll never have the time or space to really create yeah. like the things that they want to create and the way that like the nine to five jobs are built it's like to give you like just enough energy just enough. to keep going yeah. like in that same exactly. system and so there are very few i don't want to say one percent but there are very mm-hmm. few people who seem to have figured it out and stuff are really boring like they're able to <laughs> like uh, create so many things yeah uh, for them and the rest of us like there's so many people that you see who are stuck at desks and stuff but if you see the ideas that they have mm-hmm. if you see like the things that really set their soul on fire the things that they really want to be pursuing that they can't for want of money and things like like it, it will really it will really shock you i really don't know the way out of it but like oh my god like we could have done this in an entirely different way it makes me very sad to think i mean about. but what way because i also always think like that but then at the mm-hmm. same time i'm like i don't even know like i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> but but it needs to change i think like mm-hmm. now we're in a stage of like late stage capitalism mm-hmm. So it's going to fall the end is near and I don't know what's coming. What's going to come I'd, after? I'd, I'd, I don't know if I want to know, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's I mean, coming. Yeah, yeah, and then the state of human beings is not going to change even when the system changes. Like this so? thing is like this because there's some people who have had so much greed and have found mm. a very way, to, a very good way to like finesse the rest of us or yeah. finesse everybody else. There's people like that are still always going to exist for sure. You know, yeah. so I feel like even if we come up with like a different. Um, system or something something like this is going to come about anyway i just think people need to be a bit more aware of what's happening because i think people aren't really aware like everybody's just very drowned in their oh what am i going to eat next oh i need to go to my nice five oh i need to you know yeah. so people aren't really thinking and realizing that oh my god like i'm beginning to sound like oh my god this is the matrix type but let's escape I mean, the matrix but is it not? <laughs> i mean i, I but, hear no lie I'm, I'm just like everybody wake up wake up <laughs> <Please."> for real <laughs> yeah Why like wake up the matrix this that movie was so ahead of its time hmm. yeah Anyway, sorry like yeah. this, this this conversation is yeah. definitely depressing <laughs> no i mean yeah we're talking about technology and stuff yeah. and oh my god speaking of technology ai like don't get me the started. Age, don't get like, me like i have been studying computer science for a couple of years yes right? and it's been very interesting to see because i've always been figuring out like um like i love i i really loved com- uh, studying computer science although some people felt like oh this is such a flights away from you know you being artsy and things like that i didn't think so because like mm. computer science you are still creating things like with all of the stuff all of the courses that we're studying all the things that we're doing the mindset is that you are still trying to solve a problem which is what art mm. does as well like you're also thinking how can i create this new thing this which is what um art does as well um so like me i find like there's a very sweet spot in which they they like come together or like are alike in mm. but like when i started really thinking about the advent of ai while it was like, oh my god, this is amazing, I was just also thinking, oh my god, this is terrifying. Oh my god, it's very terrifying. Like, yeah, as we, well. we were talking about this the last time. We were, yeah. we were. It's very terrifying as well because human beings are going to be human beings. Like, AI is a very good thing, but somebody can take this thing and turn it into something very disastrous, which we're already seeing with, especially with visual artists, for example. Yeah. And like and people, yes, yeah. like people, people are very ready again because of capitalism. Like everybody's trying to cut corners, like do make it as cheap as possible so you know instead of paying an artist who has d- devoted all of their lives 
work all of their energy all of their trauma <laughs> to to you know be like a fully fledged artist like instead of paying this person um their worth for doing their work you'd rather just you know go and generate some yeah some ai image with like three eyes and four legs <laughs> yeah. and i find it really sad because like if te- the point of technology is so that it can take away the mundane things that we are wasting our times on so that we can find time to do the things that we are really on earth for like yes. so that we can find the time and energy to create more to relax more to rest more to appreciate nature more appreciate art more like that is what yeah. ai should be for that's what technology should be for. that's what the bots should be for they should be doing exactly. the be boring work us, that we're doing but, but you are finding over. that rather it is doing it is doing the art it's doing the writing it's like it and it's very it's very sad to see i i hope it i hope it's improved and i feel I, like we're just going into it like fully fledged not considering what the consequences could be like i don't know yeah it's very it's very terrifying but then it like it's upon these things that's where like we said we're coming back to capitalism again but it's upon these things that capitalism like thrives right yeah so i don't know bro escape the matrix yeah escape <laughs> the matrix <laughs> okay. but yeah i don't want to like only sound so uh, like negative or hopeless about about technology because technology has also really come to help a lot of artists like like i have this friend um um georgette georgette Sierra, um and i've just seen the way her art has really grown like at like i like like she's been like recently like she's in ghana right oh, and okay. she's been she's been um uh oh god i, I cannot process my thoughts but yeah for example like Same she though. for example like she's in ghana like when she's been doing a lot of her art it's been very beautiful to see she's a digital artist oh okay um and then we're a seeing a graphic designer or? well sh- that's how it started out but then now she's been doing a lot more advanced stuff with, okay. with nfts and things like that oh, okay, okay yeah and it's been, it's been very it's been very amazing to see um and like this is something uh, that she was able to harness with the power of technology mm. right and like like i was saying she's in ghana but then she um had a virtual exhibition in new york for example oh, was what? It a virtual exhibition? wait what a yeah. virtual exhibition how I, it was either a virtual work? exhibition or it was no she, yeah i did see there was a virtual exhibition like, like I think with it was AI goggles in I think yeah, I think it was it was yeah, it was augmented reality. Okay. Stuff, yeah, virtual reality and augmented reality. If I'm not too um, wrong, that was a friend. I think there was even a physical um, exhibition as well. Like I'm just saying that um, technology has also really come to help artists. Oh, as for well, sure. Right? Yeah, um, and and even social media, like social help, media has, has been, been huge oh for artists. Because YouTube, yeah. for example exactly youtube has been amazing and then even just with my writing for example like having social because when i started we didn't really have all of this stuff for me to i mean like when i started and i wrote my book like so many years ago like the media that we had was tv so the tv mm. people would come how old do, were you when you wrote your book 14 wow. <laughs> so like tv people would come like i do all these tv interviews radio interviews newspaper Wait, spreads what? and things really? ah, it was a whole thing <laughs> it was a whole thing but then that's really how it was before but then mm. now i'm able to um like put my work out there um, like I have my landing like it's so easy to put yourself out there now um, and but that can be scary so saturated. yeah it can be, yeah that yeah. can be very scary as well because like everybody's trying to prove themselves mm. on the internet and there's so many opinions and things like that but like it is also a very big playground yeah for us right so I think like every artist should it can be very scary to put yourself out there but it's a very big for playground sure, for yeah. all of us and there's an abundance of like success for all of us you know 
Yeah. So yeah, if anything, technology has given us a very good like uh what's the word? Stepping stone or launch pad yeah, or whatever sure. that is. But then <laughs> I'm I'm like always finding the negative part of things. <laughs> but then I also feel like does that come at a cost? Like for example, like sharing poetry on Instagram for a long time. I was like sharing my poetry on Instagram and it just feels very like you're having to kind of just like cut out pretty phrases and mm-hmm. like you know post them and it's like is that really yeah still poetry is, <laughs> is that real art or is it just like trying to fit the algorithm I you get know? you I think like me too maybe when it comes a little to art I'm a little bit of a snob <laughs> okay I wish, I wish it's probably not a good thing but like I just feel like like I probably um how do I say it you know they say oh art is art whichever form it takes and stuff mm. but then genuinely i i sometimes really feel like like i'm a very traditional type of like creative okay. right so, like if i'm writing sometimes i find it so hard to just put it out there like share it on a blog or something like this mm. i feel like oh this is kind of cheapening my art oh okay so you only <laughs> share it with like publication yeah i don't know if it's, it's probably wow. it's probably not a great thing but i'm just i'm a little that's so interesting because <laughs> i always thought of it as like like posting your art on social media is kind of like a test run mm. and then you see the feedback that you get and then they, you send it to the publisher yeah. but i honestly but love now, that like <laughs> but then even now like it's not even a test run type of thing anymore mm-hmm. like this is where people are okay that's true yeah that's like are, where yeah where the publishers that's the, are that's finding where them the end, mm, that's yeah where the end has been. that's you know, true people aren't really trying to go like that publication yeah. route anymore which is what I'm still really sticking to. Probably too traditional for me, but it's why I like. Yeah. Maybe I should open my mind a little bit. But for now, yeah. I'm just stuck I mean, hey, it's, it seems to be working writer. for you. Like, with all the fellowships and <laughs> whatnot. Okay, so. Alright. All yeah. Right. <laughs> are you ready for rapid fire questions? Hey, okay. What are those? Okay, what are we so, going to be Oh, don't worry. It'll be, it'll be easy. The best thing that technology has given me is my youtube channel and the opportunity to connect to people through my youtube the worst thing that technology has given me is <sighs> predators oh no <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah well, that's the truth yeah <laughs> it's, it's okay if it's I could, okay if i could choose a, a to me superpower what would it be oh. a, a technological superpower uh, like any kind of spiritual power so yeah. um, Oh, this probably sounds lame, but like to have like full command over myself. <laughs> wow, I felt that. Yeah, I do not. Wow, I do but not then, have but then would life be too easy? Would would it make what? everything too easy? <laughs> I mean, like it would lessen a lot of my pain that I'm feeling right That's now. That's so true. I want that too. Can I steal yours? <laughs> if I could upload one thing or message to the collective unconscious of the world, what would it be? <laughs> Um, accept yourself like flaws and all mm-hmm. and listen to yourself listen to your intuition because um this is the thing i learned man is the first book like all of the answers that you're looking for are within yourself Amen. but you need yeah. to listen to yourself yeah would you like to promote yourself promote myself yes oh my where can God. we find you okay. so um i guess uh my fiction writing first. Maybe you could link it in if there's like okay, a sure, like, like in the show notes, yeah. My link tree. So my link tree has um uh, most of my published work, um and, you know like where you can find maybe where you can buy like some things that have been published in. Mm-hmm. 
uh and on my youtube my youtube my youtube um alias is audrey ob so on there i make a lot of nice videos honestly about they're very nice yeah very nice. <laughs> sometimes they can be sad but you know i talk a lot about mental health i talk yeah. about like life unorthodox living mm. um and yeah there's a lot more to come on my youtube so check out my youtube and i guess you could also link my socials in the description i'll as link well. it all yeah yeah that's it i think Right. Unless I'm selling myself shorts, but anyway, you are, it. but it's okay. I'll, I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll fix it. Thank you. Okay, thank you this so much. Nice. Yeah, thank you so much. thank you so much for your time and for your insights and for your writing. And thank you for reading yeah. the story so thoroughly. No, but yeah, like. <laughs> Because I do not know the story that much. Really? <laughs> no, like, honestly, like, the way your mind works is, like, so beautiful. Especially, like, yeah, the scent of rain. I told you that it literally teared up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I really love, I love yeah, that story. Thank you for your art. Thank you. Yeah. The best thing that technology has given me is my YouTube channel and the opportunity to connect to people through my YouTube. The worst thing that technology has given me is <sighs> predators. Oh no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, that's the truth, yeah. It's, it's okay. If it's I could, okay. If I could choose a, a to me superpower, what would it be? Oh. A, a technological superpower? Uh, like any kind of spiritual power, so. Yeah. Um, oh, this probably sounds lame, but like to have like full command over myself. <laughs> wow <laughs> i felt that yeah i do not wow I do but, not then, but then would life be too easy would, would it make what? everything too easy <laughs> i mean like it would lessen a lot of my pain that i'm feeling right that's now. so true i want that too can i steal you <laughs> if i could upload one thing or message to the collective unconscious of the world what would it be <laughs> um accept yourself like flaws and all mm. and listen to yourself listen to your intuition because um this is the thing i learned man is the first book like all of the answers that you're looking for are within yourself Amen. but you need yeah. to listen to yourself yeah would you like to promote yourself promote myself yes oh my where can God. we find you okay. so um i guess uh my fiction writing first maybe you could link it in if there's like okay sure like, like in the show notes yeah my link tree so my link tree has um uh, most of my published work um and, you know like where you can find maybe where you can buy like some things i've been published in mm-hmm. uh and on my youtube my youtube my youtube um alias is audrey ob so on there i make a lot of nice videos honestly about they're very nice yeah (laughs) sometimes they can be sad but you know i talk a lot about mental health i talk about like life unorthodox living Mm. um and yeah there's a lot more to come on my youtube so check out my youtube and mm, i guess you could also link my socials in the description i'll link it all yeah yeah that's it i think Right. Unless I'm selling myself shorts, but anyway, you are. Yeah. But it's okay. I'll, I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll fix it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you this so much. Nice. Yeah. Thank, you, thank so you so much for your time and for your insights and for your writing. And thank you for reading yeah. the story so thoroughly. No, but yeah, like. <laughs> 
because I do not know the story that much. Really? <laughs> no, like honestly, like the way your mind works is like so beautiful. Especially like yeah, the scent of rain. I told you that it literally teared up. Oh yeah. So yeah. I really love. I love yeah, that story. thank you for your art. Like, thank you for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Audrey once again. Please don't forget to support her. It'll all be linked down below. Also, don't forget to support this podcast <laughs> and let me know in the comments. What would your, to me, your special kind of technological, futuristic power be? Okay, thanks for watching. Bye.